Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. What is up? A very happy Wednesday afternoon to you. My name is Greg DeMarco. Welcoming, um, Wednesday afternoon. I already messed up. Miranda, we just started the damn show and I already messed up. Uh, you is, done messed up. Don't be dragging me no, into no, no. this. I said we started the show and I messed up. Okay, don't put words in my mouth, even though it's not really what you did. But, but you know, maybe get off your phone and listen to me as you look down at your phone. Um, as I look down at my phone, I know so many cute puppy memes though, Greg. But How those will still be there. From all the- Will they though? Will they? What if the internet goes down forever and I never see another puppy meme again? Yeah, I got nothing. I got, I got nothing. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you'll have to look at your real dogs. That's what will happen. So that's what uh, what would happen. So. You. Anyway. Yeah, welcome to Chair Shot Radio Wednesday morning. My name is Greg DeMarco. This is the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. Follow me at Chair Shot Greg. Follow her at the hashtag Miranda. This is, of course, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to the Tuesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio. I'm not one to toot my own horn, Miranda, but it's a really are good now? episode. Are, no, are you not? No, of course not. It's no, a really good never. episode. It's a really good, for a standalone, which I don't love, um, although I try to do it more often because people seem to like it, I, I was really happy with how that one came off and, and my own analysis and the things that I talked about, uh, especially how I talked about the CM Punk situation. That's... Um, Talk about a person who loves to shit all over AEW. Uh, I think people will be really surprised hearing my my thoughts. What? On, Maybe on another thing that Greg DeMarco doesn't hate about AEW? Um, I did not hate the debut. I did not hate the promo. I definitely hate the fans' reaction afterwards and all of that. But I really think it was smart. And I really mm-hmm. – while I don't think the, the, the balance of power has shifted all of a sudden and now – WWE's running scared like they just packed 51,000 people in a stadium and it was the most watched SummerSlam of all time and it was headlined by Roman Reigns and John Cena and and you know just just think about who who brought that house on their roster I mean Cena Goldberg Reigns Lashley you know Sasha even though she didn't wrestle Bianca Edge Rollins like that's who really Mm -hmm. built that show and and um 
and it's it's there, there, there's just no competition and i hate the fact that people talk about competition but at the same time i think it's a really smart move on AEW's part my fear is that then we're going to go to daniel bryan danielson then we're going to go to adam cole and it's just yes. too much like slow the f exactly down. yes exactly I, I just a quick plug i was in the bob culture podcast panel yesterday and we talked exactly about this that now they have, you know, really the catch of all wrestling catches. And, you know, with, you know, with, with what, you know, is being said out there, again, taking everything with a grain of salt about who's really coming, but it is now very possible if they could grab one of the most elusive wrestlers in, you know, modern pro wrestling history, that mm-hmm. makes anything else that much more feasible. But, and we've talked about this before, you know, they've gotten the big grabs when they got Brian Cage, when they got Andrade, when they got Christian Cage, you know, when they, when they brought in and they were not at all at the level of CM Punk. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's not CM Punk. Like, none but, of but I think it's the new, here's the new shiny toy. Here's, you know, even Sting, here's our, our shiny toy that we're going to display. And then the follow through with it, it, you know, they, they can't just quite, quite run with it and, and have something stick and last that, that you know, right, then, we weren't, then they get lost on the shuffle. Yeah, We weren't going to talk about this, but now we are because you're bringing up a good point. Oh, yeah. Cause we're, we're but anyways, but, but and I didn't you know, talk I, about this yesterday on Chair Shot Radio, but you brought up the shiny new toy. And I think we got to talk about this. Here's the deal, right? Brian Cage, shiny new toy, comes in, whatever. And, and he made one negative comment on social media when he wrestled Ricky Starks in Austin and they weren't even on the poster. And, and yet Ricky Starks literally lives in Austin, Texas and came up in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. And they, they used to sell out buildings for, for Wrestle Circus together back in the day, which was only a couple of years ago before that thing went under because poor management, but wrestling. Um, wrestling. yeah, because wrestling, but, um, and he has only made that one comment. Here's the thing. AEW has no problem pushing their shiny new toy aside. You push shiny new toy CM Punk aside. You're going to hear about it. He'll drag you through the mud mm-hmm. because he doesn't care about you, AEW, yeah. like he cares about CM Punk. Now, he'll be all in, no pun intended, for whatever you need as long as he feels appreciated, as long as he feels like you're treating him like CM freaking Punk. But the moment that stops, he will go, he will walk out and he will go to town. And and that's where you talk about the shiny new toy. That ain't going to work for him, brother. And that's the risk. That's the biggest risk, in my opinion, in bringing in a CM Punk is what happens when he suddenly feels like he's not getting the attention he wants. Yeah, it's it's so true. Like, he has really nothing to lose and everything to gain in this. He does. And, uh, you know, the introduction and the welcome back was very heartfelt. But at the same time, he's, you know a lot more smarter. He's a lot more confident in knowing what he wants and what he hopes to get out of this business now. And if those expectations are not met, you know, we're going to hear about it. You know, we're going to know. And that could definitely have an impact on future signings and all these other things. Now, I don't think they're going to push him aside as, as, you know, to the level that they did everything else. But I think, you know, Maybe it's not a great story, but I, you know, or, or stories or programs. But again, too, CM Punk seemingly will have more control over that than some other people have over their own character. So mm-hmm. he is really steering this this bus and driving this. But again, too, at the same time, it is just you know you you kind of seen the story uh, uh, roll out many many times, and it's hard 
to believe that it's going to change until it changes. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so we'll see, we'll see, but I think it's off to a good start. And that's really all I can say about that. Miranda, why don't you tell me it's time and then, then you can sell some t-shirts. Okay. Just yes. Go. There's Greg producing me. I need to be told what to do, which I actually do. So that, that's, that's how this works. Uh, so Greg, under yes. your own free will and volition, can you please wind it up? It's time! Yes, is it indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Yes, when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to see a variety of t-shirts on support of the chairshot.com, including the OG chair shot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts, the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling, the queen of soft style t-shirt and everybody hates Greg. That and much, much more at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at only $19.99. But if you want to upgrade for just a few dollars more, you can get any t-shirt. And yes, I mean any t-shirt in soft style. Changes colors, logos, all of that. Customization is key at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so we talked some CF Punk, right? Bonus coverage here on ChairShot Radio. Bonus, hey, bonus. Is, I have a feeling that this is, we're going to have some loosely formatted shows here today, and I think they're going to be great. You know, have Why? they missed? TF not. Um, so SummerSlam was this weekend as well. I don't know if anybody knows about that. I mean, I know CM Punk was great and all. Um, but 51,000 people marched their asses on into Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, including one that I talked to, uh, Ringside Rain, Rain Cruz, who won the WWE TikTok announcer contest. Check that out uh, later today on the Babyface Heel podcast. Thank you, Miranda, for letting me record a random edition of the show that you weren't a part of. So yeah, I apologize no, to all thank the listeners. Thank you uh, literally for replacing me. So now I know how Patrick O'Dowd feels. She was a guest. No, yeah. no, no, I'm not no, having no, this conversation. I, I, I'm not having no, this conversation. Nope, no, I'm no. not. This, I is, know. this is my I, life. I, I I'm think it's going to be great. I know, right? Between me and Patrick, we're just relentless. You're exactly. two best friends. Always giving you shit. But I, I know it's a great video, a uh, great interview, I'm sorry, um, with, with Rain Cruz. And, you know, it's a big accomplishment to win mm-hmm. a national contest like that. So, I mean, well I deserved. one of the first exclusive interviews with her. The first one. The first interview she did first is, one. is with me. So, yeah, there you go. That's right. First, I mean, who else would she do it with? I mean, come on now. This is me we're talking about here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Buying time while I find sound bites. Yeah, yeah, so modest, so modest this one here. You're welcome. Yep, that's right. Just, just, just keep saying it. Acknowledge me. But anyway, SummerSlam took place on Saturday, 
which I dug. And, and what we're not going to do, we're not going to go down the whole freaking card. We're not going to do any of that stuff because there's a billion yeah. podcasts out there, including the one that Miranda referenced earlier, where you can get your in-depth coverage right here on thechairshot.com. We got articles, we got podcasts, everything. You're going to get it. What's important from this show to you, Miranda Morales? Um, man, uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, as, uh, maybe it's not one thing, but I feel like the the big theme that I got from this is new directions. We are going in some new directions with certain new champions, with big returns. Um, you know, not only are we seeing this cosmic shift in other, you know, wrestling promotions or wrestling shows, this really sets the stage up for what we should be expecting for the rest of this year, if not next year, um, in both, you know, kind of the mid card direction, tag team direction, women's title. And of course the, the main event picture, like we are off to the races and it feels, you know, very new, it feels different. Um, but it also, you know, leaves you wondering, is is WWE going to continue to WWE itself? Are, are they now so dominant and so uh, under no, knowing that, that they are going to, and as much as they like the fans back, do what they want to do and kind of just tell the fans, this is, this is the way it goes. You know, thanks for filling up our stadium. Thanks for buying this, but we're going to do what we want to do on, you know, I, I feel like I'm really alluding more to the Becky and Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, you know, situation. Um, Cause that in and of itself. And I think I, I specifically mentioned um, maybe it wasn't about Becky, but you know, any kind of big return. Like I think you talked about possibly having Shayna Baszler return mm-hmm. um, that if any return has to happen, it should happen on the raw after SummerSlam. And I still stand by that. Even with Becky that I get the pop was great, but there was something about that match in that direction that I just, it just kind of felt a little off for me. So let's talk about that. So yeah, uh, the, the, the going narrative is everybody hates that Bianca was quote unquote buried, right? That's what you hear all the time. She lost so quickly and, and all the thunder she had, all the momentum she had completely stolen by Becky Lynch. Now, if this was a, if this was Carmella, who was the champion and got destroyed by Becky Lynch, wouldn't nobody care, right? No one would, would care that they buried Carmella. Now, Bianca, of course, had this big network special, won the Royal Rumble from, from, you know, third position. Ended up winning, you know, the title in the main event of WrestleMania, all that stuff. This is what WWE does. You got to understand, <clears throat> as much as we all love Bianca Belair, she's replaceable to them. She just is. They have proven commodities that if Bianca Belair got hurt tomorrow and could never wrestle again, they would be okay. Like, that's just the way it is in WWE. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or otherwise, right? But... um, so what they're doing right now, and this, they do this all the time. They push and de-push. This is what they do. This is where you find out if Bianca Belair has what it takes to be a top-notch WWE superstar in and out of the ring. If you get this curveball thrown at you, how can you handle it and how can you carry yourself afterwards? What happens in the next few weeks and months, and has already happened, will determine how they view Bianca Belair for the rest of her career. She's already given some interviews after this that I've seen where she did amazing. Like, I think she's mm-hmm. handling this the right way. But 
it's a long-term career in WWE, right? This is what we do. This is not going to be anything that hurts her in, in the long run, the way people think. No, I, I, I don't feel like, I think it was just some odd decision-making. You yeah. know, Becky doesn't need the belt. Becky could no. could have come back for just the pop solely, no. and we could have built up to this feud. The problem I, is, and I think Sasha wasn't available, and you've got to yeah. do something that's as good as possible, and that's why they went the, the Becky Lynch route. Um so yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best, but it is it is, and she didn't need it. Here's the thing, though, though for me, um, and, and this is where I think it is bad. Okay, and I don't think they did this on purpose, right? But it's a bad look. October of what 2020? Yeah, SmackDown debuts on Fox. No, 2019, mm-hmm. and WWE carts out Kofi Kingston, and he loses in four seconds to Brock Lesnar. Now, if you go back and watch that SmackDown, you'll realize why. Because Becky Lynch and The Rock took way too long in their segment. Mm-hmm. The segment with legends later, like Flair and whoever else, took way too long. Like, they just didn't have the time to do that, like the way the show was tied out, and that's just how it worked. Now, fast forward to SummerSlam in 2021. They do it again to Bianca Belair. They did not do this on purpose, but they just squashed two of their most popular black athletes mm-hmm. in a combined and, 30 and- seconds. Literally, the next show after SummerSlam was that WrestleMania Part 1, you know, documentary talking about how important that Uh main event was and everything that it took for Bianca to get there. So, it, uh, you know, and I don't I don't know how that I know wasn't intentional, but the placement of those two things. Yes, that makes it just feel like. That added to that feeling of being squashed. Uh, I do agree with long term. I don't think this is going to hurt her. If anything, this could help her because there is money in the chase. You know, that was what made the build between Sasha and uh, Bianca so good was that, you know, Bianca being the challenger. But at the same time, you know, it. I would have liked to see that come about in a in a different way. And and again, the way that. Becky celebrated as if she, you know, like a hero's welcome. And knowing that Bianca had such a very big fan base, to me, it also just felt like why, if if this is truly Becky turning, which I don't, I still don't know. I could see that, but I also don't. I think maybe she'll really play tweener. Yeah. You know, how, how is that, how is that coming across? Yeah, I don't know that she's going to be a heel. I, I know it's been reported, but whatever. I mean, maybe not not intentionally, but when the fans decide that, the fans decide that. Where are they at this Friday, though? Like, I don't even think they're in a hardcore WWE city. And, um, yeah, it'll be fine. Again, it's, it's, it's the same old story in wrestling. What's mm-hmm. next? That's what really determines how this well, goes is, is what's yeah, next. Like what said, do you do with Bianca next? Gonna, yeah. Because here's the thing. This is going to WWE. Bianca was best when she was chasing. Yeah. I picked Sasha Banks to win this match for that reason. Like, this is what WWE does. I've seen it all the time. I, my, I still believe if Sasha was cleared and wrestled that match, she would have won. I don't think she would have won in less than 30 seconds. But I think she would have won. Um, I think they could have given the match more time. I think they could have done a lot. Now, you can play up the fact that Bianca didn't know. You can play up the fact that Bianca wasn't ready. Here's the other thing. Bianca Belair debuted on the main roster right after WrestleMania 36. No fans. Okay? Mm -hmm. She wrestled in front of, what, like 25,000 people at WrestleMania 37? 
and it was dark. You couldn't even see the crowd because of all the empty seats that were dispersed. They didn't want to show that. Then she goes to SummerSlam and she wrestles for the first time in front of 51,000 people thinking it's going to be Carmella. Then it turns out to be Becky Lynch. It's super easy to play up the fact that she got way overwhelmed and didn't know what was happening. And next thing you know, she's no longer the SmackDown Women's Champion. How she comes back from it can say so much about Bianca Belair as a character. Well, and, and I hope that they go into that depth. But again, that's also the challenge is that if anything happens, it seems more out of a happy accident than yeah. intentional. And so if, if that is something that gets told, it's solely because of, of Bianca, not that that was the plan WWE had going into this. No, obviously they had to change plans because, because Sasha wasn't available and, and who knows why, you know, Kofi Kingston also wasn't available and that's why he wasn't there for the Xavier Woods spot and why he wasn't on Raw. Like COVID's a real thing, whether people have it or whether they have close contacts, real thing. And, and that's something we got to watch out for. So let's take a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back. And the only other thing I want to talk about with SummerSlam is of course, Edge. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Still one of the best theme songs ever. Yes. In my opinion. One of the coolest entrances ever. When they did the spot on SmackDown with with the the brood stuff, uh, kind of felt like it was just a one-time thing, right? Then they went full 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 forward on it. And obviously they had to plan it out because you had to have the fire thing ready. So it's not like you can just yes. decide that day that you want to have Edge come up through fire because it went over so well on SmackDown. So obviously they planned this in advance. And he had the gear made, like like there's there's so an article good. out there about the gear uh, itself. It I actually says brood on his gear, like it. such attention to detail, so well about Edge going to the dark side. Who knew that the brood was gonna be part of Edge's run at some point? Um, loved it, loved every second of it, thought the entrance was great. Um I ain't even got a problem with Edge going over in the match, to be honest with you. Like it no, was no, I, probably I don't, the best match. And of the I show. think we we talked about this in our predictions, like we all won. You know, whether it was mm-hmm. Seth, whether it was Edge, we all won by being able to witness this match and witness this program. So, you know, I it could have absolutely made sense for Rollins to go over and it absolutely made sense for Edge to go over. Like, I think that's one of the beautiful things in a program where you're just excited to watch it and interested in, you know, what is next, like the brood. 
elements I think nobody saw coming, you know, but man, did that make it super viral? And did that get those 90s fans like me up in a roar? Uh, to have that level back. And and again, it's also a very interesting dynamic with Seth Rollins, who not necessarily the Messiah character, but is very much this, um, a mix of, you know, still Messiah slash, you know, cult leader slash, you know, uh, chosen one, like someone who's had this self-proclaimed righteousness with him to battle someone who's dark and for Edge to have to go to that dark place to, to face um, Seth and they've really played up the history between these two men too. When Seth, you know, threatened to, you know, break Edge's neck again, like having Edge have to go into a deeper, darker state and not just, you know, say rated R superstar Edge, not this hardcore guy, not this devious, you know, ultimate opportunist, go further, go deeper. And I, I loved that. I just, completely loved the dynamic. I thought it was the right touch too. Cause then from the transition from the brood music to his actual music. So you had enough where you knew it was being acknowledged, but it didn't take over his entire persona and didn't take over the match. And I think even just that one blood spot, that's all you needed. You didn't need that over and over again. You didn't need even to tease it the one spot and it's done. Perfect. I, if I could have changed one thing, and I'm not saying you had to change one thing, I just would have kept the brood. I just would have done the brood thing all the way to the ring and just played his music when he won. You don't need the the edge entrance. You get it a million times over. But we still got the most important part, which is coming up through the fire and, and walking down. He yeah. could have held the call. If I would have changed one thing, I actually would have hoped Edge had fangs and then he yeah. just took them and, and held the, and held the thing and had the blood coming down. Yeah. Yeah. But he did have the sunglasses and he did have the gear and I just thought it was great. I loved yeah. every second of that. And and Seth Rollins, I mean, it's hard because Rollins is, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock existed at the same time and, and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels existed at the same time. I hope that when all is said and done, Seth Rollins gets his due as oh, truly yeah. one of the greatest. Like he, he exists at a time with with Roman Reigns and the Tribal Chief and, and a guy who will go down as probably one of the five best mm-hmm. ever. But Seth Rollins, yeah, in a lot of ways, it, it's, it's a lot of parallels to Edge. Like Edge existed at a time where there was John Cena. And Seth mm-hmm. Rollins existed at a time where there's Roman Reigns. And we still haven't gotten to see the big major Seth Rollins Roman Reigns program that I hope we get at some point um, with the current iteration of Roman Reigns. But Mm -hmm. Edge and Cena, there's just so many, like, in a lot of ways, Rollins is Edge. And with the reinvention and and, and his own version of the character and everything else, I just think that I really hope he gets his due. And I hope people see just how brilliant of a performer he is and and obviously Edge is as well. And that really jumped out at me. Last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here on this edition of Chair Shot. Actually, I got to do a second commercial break, don't I? I haven't done Have I done the second no, commercial? No, you did the second commercial. I did it before Engine. Yeah, okay, good. Yes, yeah. Glad you're paying attention because I'm the guy who pushed the button and didn't remember. LOL, Charlotte wins. Yep, yep. It happened. It happened. I didn't pick it, but it happened. Uh, And I picked it. I finally learned my lesson and I picked it. And, you know, almost in a parallel of Bianca and, um, you know, Becky, you had Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and the Nikki Ash experiment is somewhat over. It's not over. Well, it is, but it isn't. Like, I feel like, again, money in the bank 
felt a little wasted now because you had this such short, you know, she did cash in same night, all of that. And it just didn't feel like a big enough moment because ultimately all roads led back to Charlotte, you know, and I felt like if they would try to, you know, ride out this Nikki Ash wave just a little bit longer, it would have, you know, I think felt just more confidence in in Nikki Ash, you know, so I, I, to be honest, I still don't always know why Charlotte loses and gets the belt back the way that Because we got to get to 17, that's why. Like, that's literally She's going to be fine. She's going to get there. Like, she, they could easily do it by the end of this year if they wanted to. They could. Like, they won't. We it'll, can slow be, the roll. Yeah, they could, she's, they could she's slow she's it down. Have, she's going to have a job for life there. They can slow it down. You're right. You're right. You're right. She may not want a job for life there. You never know. Um... You know, the people love to talk. Uh, I think she will, though. I think she's a lifer in WWE. I don't think the Nikki Ash experiment's over because I think within the next month, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley are going to be women's tag team champions. Like, this is what WWE Well, yeah, does. but even then, like, I don't I don't feel like that's so much of the same experiment for Money in the Bank. That's right. just more a side effect of her losing the belt and you have another, oh, guess what? Another odd pairing tag team. Oh, great, you know? When they could have done that without Money in the Bank. Right. So uh, it just goes back to, you know, I want the briefcase to mean something again. Yeah. I want it to have a lasting impact and it has not for years since the very first holder is the last time and the only time i felt like that briefcase has done something now you can kind of argue how that was a catalyst say for for bailey yeah you know in in her character you know reinvention and, and diversion totally get it you know and for you know the for for last year with you know Becky having to leave, it you know it made sense. Instead of vacating the title, might as well have it in Money in the Bank. But at mm-hmm. the same, like those are very thin veils that I think you can rely on. When at, at the end of the day, you know it was a big deal for the women to have their own Money in the Bank briefcase. And yes, the history of the men's briefcase is long and storied, and it's so important. But you have so many different cash-ins and yeah. links. You know, that that's, I think, what makes it so unpredictable is you never know. And now WWE is WWE itself and making it not only predictable, but also not not feeling as important. One of the reasons why the Money in the Bank briefcase is still a thing all these years later is because of how Edge carried it when he first held it. Yeah. And we that, got I that with Carmella. made it to what it was. And, and, even, and it even just the more modern cash-ins of Seth Rollins. He is one of well, the best modern cash-ins. Yeah. You know, and, and I say modern in a loose term because it's not that old. But right. when you think about, you know, the decades, really. Yeah. Like, his has been the most memorable cash-in within, you know, the, the past 10 years. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been around since 2005. So, Yeah. It's been 16 years now that we've had money in the bank. Yeah. So we've had this briefcase angle in WWE. I mean, that's a whole era. And and the briefcase has been around. Like, it supersedes so many things. It's, yeah, I, I think we need another, like, carrying the briefcase is a story. Like, The Miz yeah. is my favorite cash-in ever. Just go back and, oh, it's my second favorite. Oh, yeah. The Miz is my favorite holder of the briefcase ever. The first time The Miz had it. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins yeah. is my favorite cash-in ever because A, it was yeah. in the main event of WrestleMania, and B, mm-hmm. I called it the moment he won the briefcase. So I got personal reasons too. Um, but I do think that 
it's it's yeah i agree with you we need to give the the traditional money in the bank run to a heel who gets to hold the briefcase for a long time and taunt people with it and even Big E's not going to do that he's a baby face we need that with money in the bank for the women again after after carmelo did it so but we will talk more about that in the coming weeks who knew that these were all the topics we were going to talk about today on chair shot radio we didn't. i didn't yeah we didn't nope we, we no didn't idea. We had no idea. But now all good things must come to an end, at least for this Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday with you with more Chair Shot Radio, of course. Check things out later today. we got the Babyface Heel podcast. You've got Three Man Weave tonight. Of course, tomorrow, Chair Shot Radio, the Hashtag Miranda Show, Pod is War, so much more on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Check it out. Streaming everywhere. Be a part of the movement that is a chairshot.com. Grab a t shirt. Tell a friend about the podcast. Do all of those things. I am at chairshot Greg on all of your forms of social media. The website is at chairshot media. Miranda is at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter for she is the Twitterless heroine. Until next time, you know what you got to do. You got to do not one, but two things. Miranda, what's the first thing you got to do? Don't forget to always keep it soft style. And always use your head. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and baby satisfy me. Oh, hey, Mark. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.